What is truth? Truth is reality. It can be confirmed by evidence. It is verifiable. And we seek to find it. Welcome to Euphonaut Radio. Euphonaut Radio is a show that takes you on a truth journey outside the matrix to examine the worlds of ufology, the paranormal, and new science. Open your mind as we search for the truth that most are afraid to discuss. This is Euphonaut Radio with Jesse Randolph and Christopher J. Brown, only on PSN Radio. Welcome, Euphonaut Radio, on a packed PSN Radio Network Monday night, broadcasting live here from a top-secret location somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. I am your host, Jesse Randolph, and as always, along with my co-host, the Honorable Chris J. Brown, I invite you to put the cell on vibrate and join us tonight to take a journey outside the matrix every single monday night chris welcome to the program how are you this week great a lot better than last week i'm feeling back into uh, shape and not got the cold lingering around and so i'm doing great you you have your uh, ufology head on tonight i do i do got it right on the top of my shoulders well, real, cl- real quickly, what we do here, folks, we exist to explore new happenings within the ufology exopolitical community, and tonight is going to be a doozy. I, I tell you, you don't want to miss this one, uh, and I'm going to get to it in a minute. I'm going to tantalize you a little bit further, but I'm going to just say that this is going to be a fun evening, a very fun evening, as they all should be. Don't you agree, Chris? I agree, 110% Lou Fregno style. That's right. Uh, I have a new slogan for tonight's show because of all this political uh, unrest and rest that's going on in our country and abroad. And uh, I have it, and I tried to think of a political slogan for ufology for this uh, campaign season that we are in, and you can't get away from anywhere you turn. Okay, you ready for it? Are you ready? Chris, you want to take a guess or? Mm, well, I'm, I'm going to run with it. I'm going to let you go with it. It's all you. Well, I mean, do you want to create I got a guess. I, I got a guess. Can I guess? Okay, okay. yeah, please. Go for it. Here we go. Here, yes. Here we go. Out with the crazy, in with the craziers. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like that. But no, huh? that's not no. it. <clears throat> okay, here it is. <clears throat> God, my throat's bugging. Okay, Welcome here to the is. club, buddy. Welcome to the club. Make ufology relevant again yes okay that's donald trump good job that's right all all the trump folks out there make ufology relevant again this is the problem and our guest tonight even though he is not a big fan of mine he uh used to be i think a fan of mine a, a long long time ago and there's a whole long story about this that is actually quite intriguing and Here's something you don't know about the guest tonight. It's a guy by the name of Rich Giordano, or Rich Giordano, and we're going to ask him how he likes it pronounced. Richard. I think it's, he likes Richard Giordano. All right. Richard Giordano. He's very, he's very classy these days, Jesse. Very classy. Okay. Well, I'll tell you this about Rich G, I'm going to call him. Now, Rich G was one of the first 
I, w- I want to say shock jocks, but that's not what he is. He had one of the first UFO shows outside of Art Bell that I probably had listened to. Um, and at the time, when I was contemplating doing a radio program, this is, you know, 10 plus years ago, easily, uh, he was one of the shows that I had checked out. It was a show called the AZ UFO Show. And here was this very loud guy who was a little crazy, but very New York sounding. I felt like I knew him. Uh, maybe Jersey, maybe Long Island City, maybe Queens, maybe the island. He was like one of my friends growing up, it sounded like. So I instantly connected with him, and I also thought he was very funny. Uh, sounds great, right? Well, there was some confusion, and I don't even want to get into it without him being on the air, obviously, so he can tell me his his point. Because this is the interesting part of the program as well, folks, is that I have never – and Jackal, maybe you can help me here. Um, I don't think I've ever spoken to Rich in God knows how many years um, it's it's been a long time. Uh, at least I would say seven years, six years around there. At least, and yeah. and I'm saying, and that's you know, uh, that's where, conservative, by the way. That's, that's very conservative. conservative. Yeah. And uh, just so you know, I, I think it, when I stopped broadcasting, I believe Rich kept broadcasting, right? And and yep. still does. Well, he is coming back to broadcasting. <laughs> he uh, left for a little bit, uh, but he will be returning right here to PSN Radio. Okay, well, I'm going to keep talking about him because he's not here yet, and then he can respond. I'm sure he's probably. This. I've never met him, so I'm. I'm. Well, I'm... let me just say this. Let me let me say a few things about Rich G. Uh, he was one of the first people, if not the first, on the Blog Talk Radio Network at the time. That was a brand new technology, folks. You could yep. not do a live radio program in your closet like like you can now with beautiful mm-hmm. quality. Although Blog Talk, for some yep. reason, what year was decided. this? About 2007? Uh, help me, Angel. Well, he, he started, I think it was uh, 06, 07 when he first got started so. with Block Talk, yeah. Uh, because it's been, it's been around roughly 10 years now, and we're in 2016. So roughly around 2006. I got into the scene in 2008, and his show, and uh, your show, Jesse, and uh, the Hondro show, UFO Think Tank, were literally the first shows I found on the internet that I was like, oh my god, these shows are awesome. And it was just coincidentally, I kind of interacted with all three of you guys, and here we are. Now we're all like, you know, friends and stuff, and I'm friends with you, friends with him, friends with Alejandro. You know, I'm kind of like, you know, all over the place. Uh, but you guys were really the, the, and I've said this on Skywatchers before, the first show that I really found was the AZ UFO show, and then UFO Think Tank, and then I found your show, and I was like, oh my God, you should I think great he was shows. the first one, is where I'm yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, man. And he he'll was, probably. He not only was the first one, he was the number one show on Block Talk Radio for like two years, three years. Right, like and that. and if I recall, he one of his shticks, and it was probably valid, was that he didn't get any sort of respect from the network. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, okay. So fast forward a little bit into mm-hmm. uh, to piggyback off what you just said. We're listening to these pretty cool shows. There's a bunch of really bad ones because not a lot of people know how to do broadcasting back then um, at home. This was a new technology, and here Correct, was this yep. guy. He was trying to do something. Uh, that I also kind of liked because he was not afraid to say a lot of things about folks, and um, he was also willing to uh, speak his mind without any filter. And will that get you into trouble? Absolutely. Uh, I'm sure Rich G, when he comes on, I'm going to ask him to tell us some good stories. And 
I probably won't get a word in, perhaps, and that's <laughs> totally fine because he's very entertaining. No, and check this out. Speaking of getting you into trouble, uh, it got me into trouble today with Andrew Basaggio. Really? Oh yeah, we went. We were at war today on Facebook. Andy B. Andy B. Oh wait, maybe we should wait for Rich because <laughs> I, he was on my "Who Do You Hate Rich" list that I was going to ask Rich about tonight. And I'm pretty sure he hates Andrew Bisaggio, and a, the feeling is mutual, my friend. Wait I, a minute. I you can't like speak for Rich right now. And say, no, no, I'm not. I'm just saying I bet he does. I don't know if he does or not. I'm not trying to speak for the man. He'll say for himself. But me personally, I, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Um, I have a lot of gripe <sighs> with uh, Bisaggio, and today oh, I had to air him out. I had to air him out today. I'm sorry. I just had Why to. Why was today the, the coming he posted some really ignorant stuff on Facebook, and somebody tagged me on it, so I went and I looked at it, and I'm like, this guy's a moron. He's claiming he's running for president, but he really isn't. He's just lying to people. He's promoting some convention that he's going to go, uh, that he's putting together to make money off of people. The guy's not, he's, he claims he's a time traveler that went to Mars on a jump room and all kinds of nonsense. His only proof is some blurry image from, like, the 1800s. I mean, come on. Come hey, on. Wait, Come wait on. a minute. You just said a lot of things about Andy B. Yes. First of all. And I only got started. And, I, and I'm being polite. You know, how are you going to make ufology relevant again? Without it, won't be with, like it, it won't be with Andy, Andy B. B. <laughs> he will make ufology <laughs> retarded again. That's what he's going to do. Okay. Here's the problem with Bisaggio that I have. Or How do you pronounce his name? Am I doing it right? I think it's bullshit, Kyo. <laughs> But well, I, I want to get back to Rich. He totally took me <laughs> off course. Okay, because this show really is kind of an homage to Rich G. And the reason it is is because, folks, if you're listening and you just tuned in, uh, I was telling this story about how Rich was probably the first show that I liked on Blog Talk. And I really liked his radio persona. And we became friendly uh, very quickly. Um just acquaintances, but I had asked if he'd be interested in doing some sort of like Andy Rooney spot on my show esque uh, of about, you know, kind of what's going on in Rich's head because obviously there was plenty. Also, keep in mind, very knowledgeable guy in the, in the subject. He's very, yep. he's done a lot of uh, interviews and he's been in some documentaries. And mm, I think that, uh, um, you know, if he had played it safe, he probably could have gone a lot further, possibly in the, uh, I guess the the mainstream uh, of some of the television projects and whatnot. But he didn't. So why am I doing this show? Because, truth be told, I uh, explained this uh, last week, and a lot of folks know that when I was doing uh, my radio program at one point, I had a lot of sponsors. I had one big sponsor. I'm sorry uh, for the the first show, Euphonaut, when we launched it. And there was a problem. The problem was was that there were folks uh, coming on the show, premier guests that everybody would want to have, you know, a la Hoagland, a la, you know, you name it, Jaime Moussans and folks like that, uh, Michael Horn. But the point being – Hate Michael, him. Michael Horn. Yeah, uh, the point being uh, also some really good – Great people too, like Wendell Stevens. Uh, I mean, who who gets Wendell Stevens? It's tough, but I was able to get it because of uh, the folks that were backing me at the time. Um, to make a long story short, Rich did his shtick one night on the program, and he, I believe, he blew somebody out of the water. I don't remember who it was, 
But I got a phone call right Probably after. Was, was it Romanek? Could it have been Romanek? No, I think this was pre-Romanek. I, I, maybe, ah, Rich, okay. may, maybe Rich doesn't even remember this story, but I do because you know he got basically I had to say, look, you can't be on the show anymore because the sponsor said, no, 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 he can't be on anymore. So I couldn't lose the sponsor, uh, or so I thought I couldn't lose the sponsor. And sure as shit, uh, Rich, uh, Rich from that point on uh, devoted several hours, I would say, in the teens. To, uh, to bashing my program for a, a very long time. Uh, and uh, he was pretty angry. And so we never spoke again, really, uh, that I can remember. And I badmouthed him a little bit, too. I was pretty hot about it, and you try to kind of stay the course. But after a while, you know, you, you can only take so much. I've, I've been given the label of, uh, of the peacemaker here by my friend Azad Ryder, the, the broker of peace, as he called it. Because, uh, you know, from the beginning when you guys were, you know, when this whole thing was brewing, I loved this show. I loved your show. And I was like, why are these two guys beefing with each other? They, they joined forces. I mean, this could be the new guard. If you guys, you know, work together, you guys have very similar ideas. You just are, you know, in different spots right now. You had your sponsor situation. He had no sponsor situation, so he was unfiltered. But I thought, you know, if you guys came together and really, you know, did something together, it would be amazing. And it, it bugged me for a long time. So when I met all of you and I became friends with you guys, yeah, I jumped right in. And you're right. I was trying to, like, you know, hold everybody back and make peace between you guys. And, and you know, I'm just glad that now we're finally getting to that point where we could all you know, be adults and, and talk it out and, and be on the air together. And, and you know, it's peaceful. This is well, what I've always know, wanted. Yeah, and, 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 I, and I hope that, that there's a chance of that happening for sure. I have an open mind. Uh, that's why I asked Rich to be on the program. And I like the fact that you're a, uh, a Henry Clay of sorts in this uh, strange little triangle. I'm going to pretend that's not an insult because I don't know who Henry Clay is. <laughs> uh, Henry Clay was someone who was referred to in uh, social studies when you were a kid as the ah. uh, great compromiser. Leave it at that. I'm not going to tell some boring Hoagland story for the next 45 minutes about okay. some esoteric <laughs> bullshit. The, the point being is that, look, Rich is a talented guy. I've always been a fan of his show, and I've never had trouble saying that. I, I actually think that if you don't bring an entertaining factor to this subject, then people are not going to stick around. It doesn't matter if it's talking about you know, rocks or time traveling to Mars like Andy B. Yeah, or, or Jump Michael, Room. Michael Horn. Michael Horn. And the, yeah. and the point I'm making also is that uh, I wanted to have Rich on to see what he's up to because one of the cool things is when I stop broadcasting, look, I'll be honest with you. And like I said, this new program is about speaking your mind for real. There are no sponsors. There will be no sponsors unless uh, Angel has something up his sleeve and I have no choice. But I can tell you that I know Angel well enough for a long time now where he's not going to care what I say on the program. Uh, and don't care bow to a sponsor. So, but you know, what's really funny is that one of the beefs that rich, uh, really went up against, and it did hurt us a little bit too, because we had launched a membership drive, right? And of course, you know, just like it's basically standard pro quo now, except for PSN, where you pay a couple of bucks and you get access to the members area, Yada yada, right? And and uh, it, like just like everybody thought they were going to sign up for art, and now they don't really want to because hmm. they're get they're getting something else. Yeah. So, point being is that we had done that. We opened up a little euphonaut club, whatever we called it at the time, and uh, 
Rich went ballistic, you know, that it was illegal and that there was things wrong with it and, and basically that it was against what we stood for. And maybe there was something to that, but now it's the standard. So it's kind of funny when you look back on it because he was one of the first guys probably to do a a podcast, uh, a live radio, excuse me, which is a lot harder, by the way, podcast fucking people who who just do uh, uh, edit upon edit in Cool Edit or Premiere or whatever you're using. Doing a live radio program is not easy. It's very difficult. So anything can happen, right, Angel? Oh, my goodness. Anything can and will happen when you do live radio. But you know what? I prefer live radio. I, I tried doing the podcast route where you just cookie cut everything together. Don't like it. I, I prefer the, the the feeling of being live. Whatever I say, it's what sticks on the radio. Whatever it, you know, we, we talk about, that's what goes on the podcast. I don't edit anything down unless there's like technical issues where it's just glaring and it's just like you know you can't really understand what people are saying anyway. Then I'll cut that little piece out. But for mm-hmm. the most part, everything is unedited and uncensored on PSN Radio. Yeah, it really is. And and the funny thing is that it works. It really was worked that way. So. Um, when I came into this recipe that you've made, excuse me, I got a bug. Um, <clears throat> it's I going around. Really, we all got it, man. It's going around. I feel you. I know. This is, yeah. It sucks. Yeah. But but I really wanted to stay on course with that because that's where I'd been going anyway, where I was kept kind of flip-flopping about coming back. And I said, you know, I would only do it if I could really speak my mind. If I wanted to effing curse, I'll effing curse. I don't care um, about the kiddies who are listening because – I don't. I just don't care anymore. What I care about is that ufology has really tanked. And one person that has always said that ufology was kind of going off the rails was Rich. It was one of his themes is that, you know, uh, ufology has peaked. And a lot of guys have jumped on that bandwagon, I think. Uh, but I think I heard it from Rich a lot earlier on. Yep. And um, if I if I listen to my own background about what I was doing at the time and, and what ufology used to be as far as the numbers of conventions and the scene, so to speak, it was a lot more vibrant uh, back in the uh, late 90s slash you know, early 2000s. So I think Rich sort of maybe had predicted that, which is funny because I think Rich is psychic too, right? Isn't he? Doesn't he have a psychic show? He, he did some psychic stuff also, yeah, you're right. And I think it was a parody. So, I mean, again, he's not afraid to kind <clears> of <throat> really mix it up. I think it, one of his biggest uh, issues is that he needed like a marketing director or something. Um, either way, that's why I wanted to have him on the program because it's not just to try to see if we can bury the hatchet, so to speak, and move forward. Um, but to find out what's going on with the AZ UFO show. And I wanted to talk to him about some of the research he does because he actually does research sometimes, I think. Uh, not, not only that, by the way, and let me add this, not to cut you off, uh, Jesse. Yeah. Uh, Rich is the inspiration for the name Skywatchers Radio. I'm not even kidding because he had uh, the the AZ Skywatchers show, I believe was the name, uh, back in the day. And when we were putting together the show, me and a couple other buddies of mine, which you eventually joined for a little while also, Jesse, um, you know, when I when I talked to Rich, he you know he mentioned that name, and I was like Skywatchers Radio. That just makes perfect sense. Uh-huh. And I got I got I got to give him you know credit for that because he is a real Skywatcher. The guy has really good footage of stuff that he's captured, whether they're alien crafts or government crafts. I don't know. 
I'm not going to say whether what it is, but the guy really has some really credible stuff that he's captured. Uh, the same with Jeff Willis, who's a, a friend of his, and he's done shows with him. And uh, look, these guys have you know put this out there. They're, they put themselves out there for people to scrutinize their work, but they are really doing the research. They're really going onto the field. They really have their boots on the ground, as the saying goes, and they're really spending hours researching this stuff and pointing to the skies with their cameras and seeing what's up there. You know, a lot of people don't do that. These guys really do that. So I got to give well, him props I, for that. Uh, absolutely not. Well, uh, I, I I'm hearing about it for the first time, but uh, of course, sayers and doers is something that I've always sort of talked about. Um, I'm more of a sayer myself. I do. Rich a, is a doer for sure. He's a doer. I do a radio program. I have done a radio program for a long time where I tried to educate folks about the subject. There were you know because most folks are you know ignorant on the subject. They just don't understand it, which is why they sort of smirk and sort of try to get out of that conversation um, because they, it's not a cut to them. They don't know anything about the subject, meaning uh, – and, and, and I think most people within ufology know that they want uh, – most average Joe-type folks don't really want this subject to have any merit anyway subconsciously, which is a whole other thing. But I think uh, – Having Rich on the program tonight will be great because we'll get to find out what he's up to. And I used to look forward on this drive home that I had from this really shitty job. And I think he'll laugh when he hears this. I had to go all the way across town, Portland, and it was a stupid drive. And it was all full of stop signs. I mean, uh, traffic lights and such and shitty drivers. And sure enough, I would find one of his podcasts before I left and I'd download it just because I'd be so flipping angry in the traffic sometimes and it get real hot in the summer and I'd flip it on and it cracked me up and I think he was making fun of, he was doing this show uh, where he was making fun of George Norrie's new uh, uh, paranormal <laughs> dating website. Yeah. Does, does anybody, okay, here's, here's something, Chris. Because that's what you think about when you think about dating websites is George Norrie, right? It's, it's, yeah, right? I just yeah. want to meet a guy like George. Forget right? Tinder. I need a mustache like George's in my life. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I mean, uh, give out the phone number, would you, Chris? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm hogging the mic here, but... I, if you would, I, if anybody has had any experience with ParanormalDate.com, the George Norrie dating site, I would love to hear your your story. Did you did something strange happen? Did you go on a weird date? Um, I, I bet your Rich has probably well, done shows like this. Hey, if you want to call in, the number is one seven eight six two four five eight one two seven, and that's uh, one time again one seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. He got it down. We got to go on break in a minute here so we can get Rich on the show. He's waiting in the wings, guys. Oh, man. I can't wait to talk to him. And, uh, you know, sometimes you're glad people aren't in the studio, is all I can say, because I don't know. If he'll come on the show, he might punch me in the nose. <laughs> Pretty big no. guy. I don't no, know. He, he's a gentle giant, man. Like, I know Rich for years now. And, I, like, I know you for years. I've known him for years. And I'll tell you this. There's there's a lot of uh, misconception about, you know, and not only misconception, but a lot of things that were taken out of context between the two of you uh, were just things didn't, you know, you guys never really cleared the air with each other. And things were just escalated for no reason. You know what I mean? And people were in his ear before. They shouldn't have been in his ear telling false stuff about you. And, and you know, that stuff is now in the past. So. I, I'm so excited that he's going to be on the show here with us, and he's going to, uh, you know, we're going to clear the air finally, and you know, move on. 
Let's do it. Okay, yeah. when we come back. I'm anxious for you guys to clear the air, and then I want to start an argument. Why you guys can you guys can clear the people? <laughs> so we're gonna, yeah, hey, let me tell you something. That's not hard to do. Okay, so <laughs> hey, I'm I'm supposedly I'm supposedly just the producer on the show. I'm not really like one of the co-hosts per se. But Rich is on. He's my, he's my buddy, man. I got I got to like you know be on the show with you guys tonight and and take some talk time. Sorry, Chris. Apologize, buddy. Just so yeah, the don't audience me, man. Just so the audience knows, I. Asked for Rich to be on this program. You yes, you did. Yep, no, hundred percent, you did. In fact, uh, when you first uh, started, you know, uh, when you said you were going to do the show, you sent the list uh, to Chris here, and you said these are the people that I want on the show. One of the very first ones was Rich Giordano. I know. I, yeah. I, I really and I looked at it, and I emailed, and I was like, "Are you serious? You want Rich on?" And you were like, "Yeah, I'd love that's to have right. Rich on." And I was like, "My God, that's awesome! I'll make it happen, bro!" I was so I excited. I was like, "I was like a schoolgirl, by the way. I was just so excited to make this happen." I and then I said. It. What am I doing? And you hung up the phone, and, and, and if you say anything to Angel, if you know him, you're like, well, I'll do it if you do blank, blank, blank. Then he'll just do blank, blank, blank. And then you go, yeah, I took care of it. It's going down. It's and you're done. like, uh-oh, uh-oh. So I just said, okay. So, folks, when we come back from the break, like I said, I have not spoken to Rich. I have not emailed Rich. He has not emailed me as well in, what, seven years, Angel? Yep, around there, six, seven years. This is part of the problem of ufology that hopefully we might be able to uh, address tonight. So when we come back, we're going to talk about that and everything. Tonight is all about the AZ UFO show and Rich G. Coming back after the break, Ufanaut Radio, Jesse Randolph here on a Monday night with Chris J. Brown and, of course, the Angel. Yeah, let's make it happen, guys. team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology preventative maintenance and networking support hardware and custom built computers let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly monthly or annual rates to fit anyone's budget call key information solutions now 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Have you heard Mac Maloney lately? In your military career, did you ever see anything that came close to an unusual UFO sighting or... No. Holy sh- that was the yeah, <laughs> ten seconds of uh, no. What are you? That tra- was so convincing. Yeah. What are you trying to say there? Well, UFO is an innocuous term. That's the worst fucking denial I've ever heard. Unidentified flying Mac Maloney's Military X Files Friday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern on the Public Streaming Radio Network. Unidentified flying Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store.
back. Euphonaut Radio. Jesse Randolph here with Chris J. Brown and the Angel. Yeah, Mark. Yes. Yes. Michael Horn. No, we're back. (laughs) And we've got the guest live in the studio. And it was hard to get him. We had to talk to different birds and put little people out there in the underground to try to get a hold of them. But we got him. We have in the studio tonight. The pioneer, I'd like to say one of the pioneers probably, if not the pioneer of ufology radio, Mr. Rich Giordano. Welcome to the program, Rich. Thanks for being here. And thank you for having me. Man alive, I can't believe it's been 10 years. What has it been, Jesse? Seven? Eight? Well, Angel says it's seven-ish. Between you two, but Rich, you've been on for 10 years. You started your show 10 years ago. I did, yeah, 10 yeah. years ago this year. But I, yep. before I get into I just want to say that I'm really excited to be on your show. I can't believe you're back. When I when Angel called me and said you're ne- – well, actually, he texted me or messaged me and said, you never guess who wants to be on – who wants to have you on their show? And I'm like, uh, Joe Rogan, uh, Bill Burns. <laughs> I He's like, you, I know. You know, and he goes, uh, you'll never guess. And he goes, Jesse Randolph. And I'm like, get the F out of here. And he's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, why? <laughs> and he's like, oh, he wants to bury the hatchet. And I'm like, oh, yeah, really? Because I really yeah, didn't have a You're, you're like, bury it in my face. That's what he wants to do. No, no, no. No. Bitch. I, honestly, Jesse, I know we're I'm jumping the gun on this no, conversation please. already. I but um, here at the event. That's the whole point of the show. Well, that's the whole – I mean, that's the thing. I I got nothing to vent. I mean, it was all someone else's problem that made it my problem. And uh, I just was along for the ride, more or less. I mean, yeah, I said some things and and stuff, you know, that people would wish they never said. But I really, deep down, couldn't figure out why I was even upset with you, except because you were with someone. I think it was Tim. And I didn't like the fact that he was trying to make money off ufology and didn't know crap about how to – Determine what's real and fake. Tim Crawford, for the audience, is the president and CEO of UFO TV, which is probably um, one of the larger distribution houses of ufology video, conspiracy, new age, that sort of stuff. And when the Internet got as hot as it got and everything transferred to the cloud and YouTube and such, they're they're sort of hot shots on YouTube now. They don't don't do the the home video stuff as much anymore. But – they're represented at all the conferences and the shows and the film awards and yada yada. And uh, at the time, uh, as Rich was saying, uh, we had just launched this membership drive. That was something kind of brand new in the space because not a lot of people were doing that except the big shots, right? So uh, um, that's what I was talking about in the first half hour was, you know, it's funny how that's kind of become the standard pro quo. And now I've done a 180 where. I'm back to a network because I like the person running it and the people on it where that's never asked for. That has a, We have nothing to do with memberships and uh, sponsors. So that was my my big plus for coming back was I didn't have to deal with some of those uh, tug of wars. Does that make sense? I think what you're saying is you were in it to make money. No, I wasn't in it to make money. I uh, would have liked to survive off of it, which is absolutely oh. impossible. Right. Um, um, there, is, there is no money in ufology, as I bring up, and, and I know that uh, you feel the same, I would think, correct? 
There really isn't, unless you get on a TV show and have your own special. But unless you have kooky hair like George Tukulus, then you can make a buck. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't. I don't want to rehash the first half hour. Did you hear any of it, Rich? I I was honestly, I was vamping up for this. I just heard the last fifteen minutes. Okay. Well, I had discussed when you had come on the program to do a a two-minute spot uh, right when we were starting to heat up, and uh, you forgot that is. And um, it was kind of going to be this two minutes of what's going on in Rich's head, right? Oh, my God. I remember now. Right. And I said, yeah. I bet Rich doesn't even remember. But I didn't. Right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I do. And basically <laughs> what had happened was I, I couldn't have you back because my sponsor, which at the time was UFO TV, or, and, and after that it was a, a really bad vitamin. Um, but uh, they said, no more Rich G can't do rich g because he just went off for two and a half minutes about jaime musan right yes and did by the way an excellent uh impression of jaime yes which now we all know by the way that yeah well he kind of had to come in jaime musan oh my god what yeah. a joke that guy is oh my goodness well <clears throat> uh, if there's nothing to if there's nothing to bury, then there's nothing to bury. You know, I I have I, I heard endless hours of radio basically talking about how sh- how crappy Euphonaut was, uh, and and what we were doing. So you know, I, I figured there'd be some sort of uh, hatred involved there, but apparently not. So you know, it's um, called you know a lot of that's called entertainment, and a lot of it was some pent up frustration. Now that you reminded me. Why I was upset with you for that? <laughs> I don't know if I want to bury the hatchet. <laughs> See, why you have to open your mouth, Jesse? Well, you should have listened to the first hour because well, I there's... really faced you in about a hundred fucking ways, right? Am I right, Angel? Yeah, he's right. Yeah, he did. I mean, did... look, Rich, I don't I rose can't petals, man, at your feet. He was putting rose petals at your feet. I, I was hoping that you were going to at least listen to the program that you were going to be on. I get it. You know, I know you have your own style. But I, I had said that when I did leave broadcasting uh, for good quasi, that one of the shows that I would really uh, enjoy in traffic was your show. So I continued to listen to your program, although it would kind of not be as consistent, which always bothered me. So I was w- right. always wondering, where is Rich? What is Rich doing? And what is in Rich's head? So there you go. It, so uh, that's kind of a hat off to you, isn't it? Yeah, I appreciate. It. I heard you saying all those nice things here before the break. I appreciate that. Want uh, me to repeat, right? You just want me to repeat them to you. Is that what it is? I mean, real. I'm a narcissist, really. I did so also. I have, I'm gonna admit, I yeah, wanted to hear it, it also. I, I thought it was awesome. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, it's really, it's funny you say that. You know, it's inconsistent, and it, and it will be. Well, it was. I mean, for those last two years, these last two years, only because you get burnt out of doing the same thing and being frustrated and uh, it is a lot of po- problems with blog talk radio where I was ho- being hosted on and, uh, you know, and paying all that money every month just to be, uh, have your show not work was frustrating. So I just took time off. I said, I'm not happy doing the show. I don't really care about these people, but taking all this time off and just being on the outside looking in for once instead of being in the middle of everything has made me want me to get back into the middle of everything. And Jeff Willis contacted me a month or so ago and said, you won't believe what's going on in ufology. Have you heard of this and that? And I'm like, no, 
I, I didn't because I pretty much stayed clear of everything on purpose. I wanted to come back fresh. I wanted to come back, make new enemies, and uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, in a way, that's true. But you have no choice because these people, they think they know everything. And I heard uh, you guys talking about the break, how I'm a doer, and I am a doer. I don't think anybody has eighteen to 20,000 hours of sky watching like I do and hundreds of videotapes and hundreds of mistakes and hundreds of things I can't explain. Um, but yeah, I know how everybody's faking this stuff. So I want to get out there and misidentifying people aren't faking on purpose, but they're misidentifying or cutting their videos short and not showing you that it was a plane that came up close when they realized it and turned the camera off or, you know, it was the moon or whatever. So I, I just like coming out yeah, but- and proving that people are just, falling for this stuff well the, tell a, us back up a little bit because we talked about how you started your program and we really didn't have the history on it all we both knew meaning angel and i at the uh, at the time when we were talking about it last half hour was that yours was probably the first one we had heard outside of art bell and 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 some other smaller shows that i didn't have access to that that was the first ufo uh radio <laughs> show that i had heard because there really wasn't any am i right yeah, I know. I, I was one of the first one on Blog Talk Radio for all those years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe it. You know, if you're asking me how I, how it started, um, I, I had a website that I wanted to showcase my videos on. It, it's no longer around. It was CNUFOs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and I would post my stuff up there, and it would get a lot of hits, and – um, I was catching some things that I thought were legit at the time, and a couple of them worked. Most of it wasn't, but it was interesting. And then I made it into a news website, and I was starting to get over 100,000 views a, a month. And then it turned out to be almost a million until somebody hacked my, my site. Um, but um, I wanted to showcase and explain to people what I'm doing in ufology, how, I'm, how I've learned that – taping this this object in the sky and not knowing it's a plane and then realizing it's a plane, I wanted to showcase how I learned how that happened. And maybe other people can learn from it. And I think that was where we kind of differed too. And I think uh, I'm going to speak for you, but you can correct me. I think where you got a little angry with Euphonaut back in the day was because I was trying to model the program. And I was learning as I went, of course, but mm-hmm. I was modeling my program trying to be more like an art bell where I was yeah. trying to stay neutral. And that is so opposite of what you do. Um, you, you are, you, you investigate, which I don't do. I don't do investigation. I, I have a forum for people to come and, and showcase ideas and, and such, and then let the audience decide. And that really miffed you, I think, uh, certain times because, uh, we'd have folks on that either a would not do your show because of the uh, for obvious reasons, correct? Um, and the B b- because maybe you didn't have access to them, and I think that might have uh, possibly bothered you. What do you think about that? No, not at all. I didn't want to have guests on my show in the beginning. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I said everybody else has interviewed Stanton Friedman and all these other people. I don't want to interview them and have the same interview. So I'm just going to do my show, and I'm going to talk because. At the time, in that first year, I was actually being asked to be in a documentary, um, come speak at certain uh, you know, UFO events with, and uh-huh. Jaime Mossan even. Um, I mean there was a lot of things I was being asked to do, even be on news, you know, the news stations here in Arizona about what I'm videotaping. And 
it was just really strange for me to be in that limelight almost immediately. And I realized that when I talked to people in MUFON and I, sh- I said, hey, this video, this isn't really a UFO, is it? Oh, no, that's a real UFO. And I'm like, but it really isn't. I videotaped the same thing and it, it's just the star Sirius behind a tree and it's giving the illusion it's an exploding star. And they're like, no, no, no. And I'm like, I'll prove it to you. And then I kept talking to other people and going to other events and everybody's like, oh, this is so-and-so said he was abducted. Oh, this is so-and-so has videotape of this. And, and so I'm meeting these people looking at their evidence and going, this is all BS. They're not videotaping anything at all. I mean, this is everybody supporting people that are lying, people that are making up stories that are cutting their videos short of the truth. So now I said, how did you find out at first? Like, did you have a background in camera technology or, or yeah. graphic arts? I mean, tell us how you knew that the, everybody else's stuff seemed kind of fake. Just well, yes and no. I mean, I've I've always been behind a camera. You know, um, someone who would make you know little home movies or little documentaries of things when I was younger. So I've always had the eye behind the camera. But when it turned into this and videotaping on my own and learning how people are making mistakes and misidentifying things, and then that's how. It was the first thousand hours of sky watching that I learned how people are misidentifying things. So just out of my own experiences – Behind the camera in such a short period of time, I realized that ufology is all BS. Everybody here is a liar. Everybody here is in it to make money. Everybody in here is a high school student who wasn't popular or was a nerd or didn't get enough love from mommy or daddy. Yeah, Andrew Bassaggio. Hang on. Don't bring Andy B into this yet. Don't. Don't. you got to stay with the I'll I'll stay neutral. I'll stay neutral. Because this brings up a a question I had, and I have tons of them, but uh, Chase – Klotsky was on uh, MUFON investigator last week, okay? Yep. And now I know, really nice lady, um, I know that for years when I listened to your program that you would bash the crap out of MUFON. You have a semi-hatred for MUFON. Still do. Still do. Tell, why don't you tell the audience why? <laughs> it's the same thing. They have the shittiest investigators that God ever created. They take just about anybody who will pass their stupid test to become an investigator they get people with no experience or little to none behind a camera of sky watching and they try to teach them through their own self-taught book on how to become an investigator for forty dollars uh you know just for forty dollars you can join mufon for forty dollars and all i kept hearing is for forty dollars forty dollars forty dollars for actually it's actually to join it yeah, <laughs> right. Just, just to be a member, not to be an investigative like reporter. Like that, it's like 150 or something just to join it, and then it's yeah, like forty dollars right. a year or something like that. But that's for yeah. the that, that's for the membership. That's not to be an investigative reporter or investigative anything for them. You have to go through the testing. In fact, I was talking to, to Morgan Beale recently, who's uh, the state uh, director here in Florida uh, for MUFON, and he wants uh, you know to meet up with us. We're going to go to a symposium next month, and I might do some work with him and maybe join MUFON. I want to get my own take on what MUFON's all about. Um, I don't have any hatred towards them. You know, I, you know, I'm very neutral when it comes to like this kind of stuff. But I want to see for myself what MUFON's about. You know, I'm interested. I've always been interested, so, but well, and I'll be able to tell you if it's you know legit. But you're right, the rich they do allow just about anybody to join, which is kind of a problem because you do get a lot of the kooks and, and wacky people that join up and they just they don't know what they're doing. 
No, they just want to have that badge that says, right. you know, yeah. MUFON, ba- MUFON member. Um, that but there's a lot of – and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to um, instigate anything. I'm just saying I'm trying to I find know. out where your anger stems from. Like you said, you're doing your thing. You're investigating. You're a doer. We've, we've, uh, we've talked about that, and, and we get it. But what we don't get is why everyone else drove you to a certain amount of frenzy. Because when I listen to your show, there is a, a very intense anger towards the people in ufology for the most part. And I'm trying to figure out, number one, I wouldn't mind hearing about a couple people that you feel personally that are doing it right, if at all. And, you know, where all this anger came from. It came from me doing my own research and realizing that these people are all getting together and not caring whether or not the – if it looks good – this is the Jaime Musan rule. If it looks good enough and it looks good on video, I'll say it's real for as long as I can. And that's what I think MUFON kind of does just so they can get a little bit of something new in their database because I always look for MUFON sightings, and everything I see looks like a bird or a duck flying really fast or a, uh, the rods that – Balloons. That I, everything you can imagine, mm-hmm. but no real UFOs. Think about this, and this is what I've always said, and this is why I hate MUFON so much, not only because it's that they're charging you. And I understand that that paperwork has to be printed up and sent sure. out and mailed. I get all that. It's like when you get a dog at the, uh, you know, the Humane Society. You got to pay one hundred and fifty dollars for the dog. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't want to kill my dog right after that. Um, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know what I'm saying. Good point. <laughs> yeah, um, no kill shelter. No, no. Um, so my anger comes from them just accepting anybody who they think can represent them, and they don't even research the person because I know one person who got his little MUFON badge and had to take the test four times. Because he failed it the first three. But on the fourth try, miraculously, he memorized the test, I guess, and passed. <laughs> well, it's so, an open book. It's an open book test, correct? That's right, what that but this changed. person failed it three times. How do you fail an How open you fucking fail? book test? Yeah, that's retarded. He that's... told me he failed it, too. I mean, like, <laughs> He's how retarded. You, how Four times. Four it's times. Jeff, Jeff Woolwine, do I need to say more? Ah, well, do you, yeah, that's all you need to say right there. I mean, uh, not that Wait, he's let's so get back. That. Let's not lose the train here. Okay, so so basically, people are are doing it wrong. They're not really investigating properly, and they're accepting things way too easily, right? And yes, that's because because you- they because they don't have the background that I've accumulated in a short year. I had more than most of them all put together, and I was telling the truth. So why aren't they? I just don't understand why they had to keep on lying, but I, I assume it's because if they get a real if some if they say it's real, then it puts a stamp of approval on it for others that don't know any better and see that oh Mufon said that that bird is a real UFO, so I guess it's not a bird; it must be a UFO. Wow! And then I would say, well, do you know how many reports come in every day around the world? It's ridiculous. It's if it was a hundred. I would say, wow, that's ridiculous, but it's more than that. And you mean to tell me there's over 100 UFOs, real UFOs, flying around all over every day? Uh, It's just unbelievably unacceptable. I I don't like MUFON because of that. And I understand they've done a lot of good, but you have to remember the government has their involvement with them too, even though they say they don't. But they do. They definitely do. 
what about okay? Well, what about open minds? They're in your backyard. Those guys seem to be doing it on a very professional level. Um, all of us probably know the guys behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what do you? What are your thoughts about those guys, Rich? It's the same. Um, I mean, I I like the way they they you know show everything to you. I like the way they. Um, make their videos every day and I don't mind much of what they do, but it's still the same BS that MUFON is supporting. They don't know any better. And the person yeah, they, who, they get their stories all pretty much all MUFON stories and then they, they just, you know yeah. all the things. Yeah. So I understand. Well hold on a second. Chris, you're on the other side of the fence because you actually yeah. were a MUFON featured guy. Right now, and uh, featured in Open Minds too. So okay, yeah. well, hold on, because Mufon's supposed to have a, a very you know high bar. Um, well, you know, at least they try to elude that they do. Uh, right. Of course, we're hearing from Rich that that might not be the case. However, um, what was your experience when they came to? I'm going to say, quote unquote, investigate. Who Open it Minds? Was... Oh, you're talking to Chris. I'm sorry. Talk, yeah, 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 I was talking to Chris know... about Mufon. I, it was it was pretty generic, really. I mean, it wasn't anything real special. They just kind of just came over and did with their little thing and did a report. First, they weren't going to do the report because I didn't have video. Um, but then, um, well, like it was real. They knew how it really shook us up, and you know, with my son or you know the whole bit. But anyway, so they did the, they did the report, and um, but that was their big thing here in Oregon is they didn't want to do it because. At first, because I didn't have no video, so I just don't know what you know. My my okay. opinion is is I think they should report you know all, but they, they just like what what Rich says, they do need to have some. I have some real good guys here in Oregon. At least the guy that did my case seemed very very on it. But I do know there's a lot that aren't, and any Joe Joe Blow can can go out and and become a Move On member. So. You know, Ed, do you think, Rich, that when you started AZ um, back in the day, we're talking, you know, how many years now? Uh, seven to ten, right? Um, mm-hmm. ten, ten years that that was one of your credos or one of the reasons you started the show was to kind of uh, point out to the world uh, the frauds and the charlatans and such. That's not why I started the show at first. The first uh, when me and Jeff Willis, we actually did a podcast called uh, the AZ Skywatchers Radio, and we did three episodes. And Jeff said, I can't be a part of this anymore because people are telling me that you're too much of a debunker and that's going to hurt my credibility. I'm like, all right. So I went out on my own and did AZ UFO show when I found Blog Talk Radio just to talk about our sightings and things that we were seeing here in Arizona. That's why Jeff was with me. But it turned into this – this show where I started meeting people simultaneously while I was creating these shows, people that were saying they were seeing real UFOs when they weren't and MUFON people and all those other credible people that you know that you see on TV um, supporting fake stuff. And I would meet them and talk to them and uh, we'd watch videos together and I'd say, that's not a UFO. And they're like, how can you say that? I'm like, because I'm, I got the same thing on tape. It's this. And um, it just became a battle, and I just decided at that point after two shows that I need to start telling people what really goes on behind the scenes in ufology. And that's where it all started from, just talking to people and knowing what I've taped. 
and well, knowing it's, that it's, they're and it's your and the, and the style that you bring to it. There's a there's a flair involved there. Um, however, <clears throat> I have to ask the obvious question that someone listening is asking. I would think, which is who's doing it right? If if there is anyone, according to Rich, um, and uh, who do you look up to in the field, if anyone? I don't look up to anyone. I, because I don't see anybody being honest. And even people I admire, I know that some of their videos are put on famous documentaries and TV shows and are balloons. And we've had discussions about that. Well, if if the person of this uh, TV show believes that that is a UFO and they're going to pay me, well, I'm just going to let them believe that. I'm like, oh, my God, I just lost all respect for you in two seconds. So – you know, it's like, yeah, I, I don't understand why they just can't tell the truth. I do well, it. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why you can't. It well, just, it doesn't I, make I think we're, sense. we're trying to cross a bridge here and we're trying to find out. I guess my question would be, can you recall a case that you would be either investigated personally or you've read about where you were convinced this was an actual authentic UFO encounter slash sighting slash um, abduction, you name it. Well, there, there was a couple of people I investigated here in Arizona that said they were having hauntings and um, also lights that were shining in their backyards, uh, you know, a beam of lights that would just shoot down at them. Mm-hmm. And my very first video, I accidentally caught a, an object flying over trees in my backyard and shining a light in my eyes and the power going out and they explained the same thing to me so i knew that because i had that experience i and i felt that these people were telling me the truth they weren't going to any media i found them because they placed their report um on um uh, i don't know peter davenport's website um national ufo reporting center Center. new fork so i saw that and i said wow this is cool i want to do one uh, an investigation see if they'll have me over and they did and some of the things that we, we saw were true. They came true when I was there at 3 o'clock in the morning. A light shone, shined down in their backyard and was like a searchlight. Ran outside. The light turned off, looked up. There was nothing there. Nobody on the roof. Nobody playing tricks. It was so bright. And it, it was just the most unbelievable white light I've ever seen. It was angelic. It was unbelievable. And it only lasted three seconds. So it was like we didn't get it on tape, of course, but unfortunately, um, so those people. Uh, and, I, and I'm not trying to, to ride you on this point, but you just said you didn't get it on tape, right? It was profound, obviously. Yeah. And yet, you have had, you have been skeptical of folks that have claimed the same for years now. Yeah. Isn't that a little hypocritical? No, not at all. Because if you listen to some of these people over time, they will change their story. If you watch them closely, they see they don't think anybody's listening. And the perfect example is Dr. Lynn Kitai, the Phoenix Lights uh, lady, the doctor who came out seven years after the sightings came out and said, I got these lights on video. And she wound up really just seeing flares and stuff. And then it snowballed and she realized that people were really loving her and, and believing her. And she came out with the documentary, The UFOs Over Phoenix. And now all of a sudden she's talking to them. 
And she didn't want to bring it up in the beginning because she didn't want people to think she was a kook. But now all of a sudden she's having interactions with aliens. And why didn't she come out in the beginning and just say all that? Well, as she said, I was just testing the waters. Yeah, to see what you can get away with. So, but I, you know, when, you see my point when a guy like uh, and we always use uh, we always use Sheldon Idol as an example because his story is so outlandish, right? Um, I'm, uh, do you remember Sheldon? Rich. It sounds very familiar. Oh, but my God, Rich. that guy. Well, in a nutshell, hmm. without and, – and this is not to put Sheldon down, but you know, he uh, talks about having dinner parties and such on, on board spacecraft and uh, having a more um, one-on-one sort of even relationship with aliens uh, that you would have with a friend or with people that you made acquaintances with rather than what we are normally to hear, which is that you're brutalized and assaulted, right? So, uh, and he has a, a, the Federation of Light, isn't it? The Guardian Federation or something like that? Yeah, he's from the he's oh. a, the Galactic Federation of Light. That, yeah, that, I know that. that I know makes, that. Whoa, 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 that makes total sense. I reached out to him last week and wrote to him, and they haven't heard anything back. That must be it. He must be on a ship having dinner. Yep, he's on. He's on. He's at the Galactic Federation starship right now. He's drinking a pork. sipping tea. He's sipping <laughs> tea with some aliens. But but just because he has a story. Um, I don't think we should just believe it because he has no proof. It's just a story, just like these people. Well, these people that I, I went uh, and uh, met with and investigated with, um, they, did, they did have EVPs and, and poltergeist activity. Um, they had some things like that on video, but not the light. And that's one thing they wished that someone else would see. And I came over and I saw it. So I believe the rest of their story. Unless I guess, they were I guess where I'm out. going, and, and I know we have to take a break, but uh, then I have a whole bunch of easy questions for you, uh, which I think the audience is really going to enjoy, which is going to be asking Rich about some of these researchers and what he thinks, because uh, I'm sure he's pretty much reported on just about everyone at this point. But uh, why don't we take the break? Is that okay? Uh, Angel, are we set up for that? Yep, yep, go for it. We're going to take a break. And where I'm kind of heading with that line of questioning, Rich, just before we go, was I was trying to head towards um, – if you're coming back to the air, I wanted to know if – are you going – the format, are you going to have guests? Are you going to kind of pursue it the way you've been doing it before? Because uh, as you know, more than a lot of other people, uh, it can be hard to talk for uh, three to four hours. But you've been doing it pretty con- consistently over the years, so – Uh, When we come back, I want to talk about the format when you come back to the airwaves and what you're thinking. And this interesting tidbit I saw on your Twitter page regarding Men in Black. When we come back, Youth Not Radio, Monday night, PSN Radio Network, Jesse Randolph and Chris J. Brown and The Angel. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Look, 
Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the man of steel and more superman homepage.com the george rodriguez show who i said the george rodriguez show you don't know george rodriguez wasn't he the guy that filled in for neil rogers yes that george rodriguez what's he like oh he's a short little cuban fellow kind of funny looking well when's he on 12 to 3 monday wednesday and friday on soflowradio.com and soflowradio.net the george rodriguez show is much more than adequate here's a riddle for you what do the california gold rush of the 1850s secret societies coded messages mysterious 19th century flying machines and an early 20th century outside artist named charles a a delshaw all have in common the secrets of delshaw by dennis crenshaw and pete navarro go to www secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. You put out Radio Monday Night, PSN Radio Network. Jesse Randolph on the mic with Chris J. Brown and the Angel with our guest tonight. Michael Horn. No, I'm kidding. It's Rich <laughs> Giordano, the man who started most of Ufology Radio, except for those big league boring dudes you all know. This is the guy. He did Everybody it first. Just went, who? who? It, it's homage <laughs> to the AZ UFO show, bitches. No, we're not cursing tonight. Anyways, we got Rich back. We were talking last hour all about why Rich thinks everyone's full of shit. Pretty much in ufology, which I can respect. I'm trying to turn him on to another side of the coin. However, I would never want to change him uh, because I enjoy his program. And that's where I want to head next, Rich, which I want to ask you about your new show. Uh, I know it's the same title, correct? We don't know. I was just discussing that with uh, Angel before we started the show. I think I'm going to change it to the Rich Giordano show or I Hate UFOs. I'm not sure yet. But um, well, if I could vote, it would be for the second one. I know, but then I'd be then I'd be you know wedging myself into ufology instead of the whole paranormal, which is what I like. I like everything. That's true. Um, In fact, you were yeah. a psychic at one point, and can you talk about that for a little bit? Because I listened to your psychic show a couple of times, and uh, I couldn't tell if you were kidding or what. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to let you just keep on guessing on that one. Let oh, him marinate on. for a second, guys. Let, me, let I him marinate for a second. I just remember this white girl called in, and Rich, <laughs> I really, because sometimes I I have to admit it to the audience. What do I care? I Them lottery smoke, numbers didn't work out, huh? I'm smoking pot, and I'm listening to this poor girl call in, and uh, Rich is doing like a cold reading, like a John Edwards type thing, and, <laughs> and he's going for it, and he's like seeing red and ashtrays and shit like that, and... Um, and the girl's buying into it, man, and I'm really feeling like she called in because she had some heavyweight problems. And, uh, 
you tried to help her. I have to admit, I think you did try to help her. Um, so, but I didn't know well, if you were fucking around or what. So it was interesting. Honestly, honestly, yes, I, please. I, honestly, all I was doing is what the charlatans do all the time, and that's just go off the way they sound, how you imagine they look, and do your cold reading. And I'm very good at doing that. Um, you know, and yes, guessing you're right. I'm, I mean, uh, Angel would say I'm a 50 50. You know, so, you know, he did pretty good. You got 50% wrong, 50% right. <laughs> and yeah. I would take that. No, that actually, great, uh, the, the strangest thing is um, the first time I did the show, I had record numbers. People were calling in. The lines were all legitimate people calling in. And, yes, you had a um, lot of calls. It was nuts. And this one guy called up and he goes, me and my sister are going through a terrible family thing and uh, we're in court my mother passed away and she's trying to get all of her inheritance and i'm really supposed to get it she left it to me can you tell me how this is going to turn out and then i you know we were talking about it i was getting all hits he said yeah 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 and i go do you live near a train track and he goes why and then all of a sudden i hear train passing by and he goes yeah i live 100 yards from the train tracks <laughs> and we started talking more and more and he called in every time i did a show wanting updates and I said, your sister has long, straight, you know, blonde hair. She wears black every time. And I'm just thinking of the evil sister that would typically look like she would. And I'm playing it off as a real psychic here. And he's saying, you know what? I call into a lot of shows every day trying to get somebody to give me the right answers. And you're the only one. And I'm like, well, I'm a good guesser. Honestly, See, that's you. what he, that's what it is. Most psychics are just educated guessers. That's all it is. That's all it well, is. You know what? I did a show like that, Jesse. I don't think you ever heard it. I called it the Cuban Psychic Show. And let me tell you something. <laughs> the Cuban uh, Sandwich Show. No, no, no. no the, the, the Cuban Psychic Show. It was amazing. I had a guy call in. And until this day, he's a friend of mine on Facebook, this one guy who called in because I was so dead on accurate. Uh, you know, he asked me about his family, about some uh, personal crisis he was going through, and I was just like, you know, guessing everything, man. I was just throwing, th- you know, stuff to the wall so he would stick. And he was like, "That is amazing! I can't believe you're getting everything right." And he started following me on Facebook. He's become like a huge fan. And I was at, I'm not, I don't have a psychic hair on my body. I am so unpsychic that if you had a ghost right next to me, I never, I never psychic, know it. Never knew if you it. You were psychic. You would have known in advance that the new Star Wars movie sucked. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> That's a low blow, man. That's just uncalled for. That's uncalled sure, for behavior. That Tupac was really dead. See, now you just hit me with a blow. Oh, no. That's, for years. That's just wrong. He's in there. Cuba smoking a cigar. We all know that. <laughs> we all know that. It's true. By the way, you do do the best Donald Corleone impression I've ever heard in my life. I made him an offer he can't refuse. <laughs> It's not really as good, good as my Schwarzenegger, but it's Don't do it, because you got a fucked up voice. But Yes, yeah, I can't do Schwarzenegger right now. Don't do it. I don't have my harmonica so here we, to play the Godfather, so, you know. I'm pulling this back, because yep. I want to get to this other segment coming up, which is asking Rich, like, uh, uh, um, throwing, I'm going to throw investigators at him and let him have a couple of paragraphs And each. I may not know some of these people. I've been away for so long that I, I really blocked a lot of that stuff out. Well, that's part of the problem is it hasn't changed that much, Rich. And yeah. one of the goals of the show is to try to figure out a way to make it a little bit more relevant if possible. Um, I don't know if it's possible. I don't know. I hope that there is a way because there are some cool people doing stuff. Um, but 
I guess that would bring up another good question uh, of Rich's audience, which is what does Rich really believe? How does Rich – what's Rich's stance on ufology? Uh, legit? Bullshit? Tell us. Honestly, I think UFOs are 100% real without a doubt. I do think that our government is hiding evidence. I believe – honest to God, I really do. I believe there are UFOs that do appear every now and then. We see a real one out there. And that's what keeps me going is that 0.01% of a possibility that I may actually catch something groundbreaking one day or somebody else may see something that will change the future. And Do you believe, got, do you believe yeah. that the government is, uh, has crash wreckage in their possession? I don't know. I, I don't – you know, here's one thing I've always said. All these UFOs flying around, and supposedly there's over 56 crash sites. Why are they crashing? I mean, they go millions of miles, and they crash. They get to Earth, and they crash. So I don't. Romulan know Ale, my friend. Romulan Ale. They're all. It should be illegal. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's a, it's always been a good question, of course, but there's no. so many unknowns about why or why not they they might crash. The same kind of question of. Why? Why wouldn't they Accidents land some in public? Them? Yeah, um, there's. Yeah, there's. You know, I mean, we always that's think always that been they're my oh, biggest problem. I'm sorry. I, I would say my one of my biggest problems always has been, you know, the age-old question about why uh, alien beings wouldn't make their presence known to the masses, especially if they were um, enlightened beings on, you know, on on a certain level, which we give them credit for a lot in folklore, uh, that they would want to. Let the public know that they're not alone and that they need assistance. I would always say we need alien intervention ASAP, you know, because our world isn't looking so habitable anymore. Um, but none has come, although when you speak to a lot of the guests that I've had on in the past, they're here and they're helping us as we speak. And that has always bothered me as well. That's the whole thing. Well, we will never know until they actually make them, themselves present. So do you, if you're asking me, do I believe there's crashed spaceships that way our government has? Maybe. Yeah, I think there's a 70-30 chance that's a possibility. Um, are the aliens living amongst us or living with our government, you know, in secrecy or underground somewhere? Phil Schneider? Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe. It's possible. That could be a, very accountable for a lot of the sightings that people have seen, the legitimate ones. But my thing has always been, and I've I'm said it. I'm not into the Phil Schneider story. I, nah. I got into her. Phil Schneider was a mental midget, a mental wreck. And apparently, according from his brother, uh, had chopped off his fingers at his sister's wedding. Oh, I don't know if you heard that. That's my cat <laughs> like getting what, in a, my cat getting in a fight right now. Uh, they had no, really bad I catering didn't... at the wedding. Really bad catering. I don't know what it is. <laughs> he was yeah. hungry. He had to eat some fingers. You know, stuff happens. <laughs> Chicken good. fingers. He got yeah. confused. Finger licking good. Hey. Well, the only reason <laughs> I mentioned sauce. the only reason I mentioned Phil Schneider is because supposedly he's seen the underground base and had a battle with the aliens. So there was just a reference, but all in his head. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, he had an I, experience, and he had no proof, so it's very difficult. I mean, I'm I I'm just gonna play devil's advocate, you know. Um, I, I oh. guess my question is, Rich, uh, when I came back to the airways, one of the things I wanted to talk about was how investigations are being done now, which obviously you aren't very happy with, uh, a la MUFON. Um, and then 
where do we take investigations? Because there's a whole other group of folks, and I want you to comment on it, the the Stephen Greer uh, folks that are going out into the desert and trying to make contact and trying to do experiments with the mind and such. And I guess what I'm saying is don't you think, uh, because you're not just into UFOs, like you said, you're mm-hmm. into the supernatural, paranormal, etc. Don't yeah. you think that that would be the next place to try because obviously the terrestrial-based investigatory type uh, way is not cutting it, especially for people like you. You mean try doing the mental thing and then and yeah? What do you think and- of guys like Greer that are actually saying, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna try to actually make contact if they're out there yeah. using you know uh, our minds and and trying to utilize uh, science that we don't really know very much about." Well, as much as Dr. Greer loves himself and thinks he's great, he's also one of the biggest bullshit artists I've seen. Um, So with that said, being a researcher and investigating on my own, and I'm not even making this number up, probably Uh five, six years in a row, I probably meditated almost every single night in the middle of a field where no one would be around, uh, half a mile in all directions, trying to make contact. Yeah, trying to make contact. And nothing ever happened. When did you? Do I did that? it through 2006 through 2011, till I moved from away from that field. So describe can, what you would do. You go to a field. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd take my dog on a walk and I'd let him run around because there was nobody there and there what was kind this of dog? big Jack Russell. Okay. And because they're really good at communicating with uh, aliens, so great he, dog. Um, Makes sense. I pictured yeah. you with a bigger dog, but that's okay. No, no, he's like a big dog, but he's very yeah, little. Yeah. No, they're great. Um, I love. I love. He's like a big. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) so after walking him, uh, we would get to this field, and nobody was around, so I didn't have to be embarrassed talking to myself. So I'd sit down, get in the assumed position, cross your legs over, and put your hands out and do the typical meditating. And you know, first five minutes, trying to calm your breathing, trying to feel the surroundings. No doubt. I mean, I. I have tapes on this, uh, CDs on how to do this. So I learned how to do it and try to hypnotize myself into a deep trance and try to communicate. And it never worked. Not once. When, what Not did you do once. when you tried to communicate? Like were you, were you doing oh. words? or? Yeah, I, I try all different things. Uh, the one thing I would do the most was I'd sit there and I'd say, okay, if, if anybody's – just like the paranormal investigators do when, when they're hunting ghosts. If you can hear me, I would do it verbally and I'd do it mentally without speaking, and I'd do it for about 30 minutes. Actually, I worked up to 30 minutes. I felt weird doing it the first several times, but um, after that, sit there and say, just nothing. I'm, I need you to contact to me. I, I need you to make contact with me. I feel like I'm meant for something. Why would you have me do this? Why are you having me take my camera everywhere? If there isn't a purpose, please just let me know. I won't tell anybody. You know, I'd go into all that too and say, I'd just keep it between you and me. Nothing. I tried every angle possible, and maybe they knew they couldn't trust me. Maybe they felt like uh, Why? I, I would talk. Maybe. Who oh. knows? So it never yeah. worked. You never got anything. Not a one, not a whisper. And then there was a few times I'd bring um, my voice recorder with me, mm. see if I can get any EVPs. Nothing, not a word. But you believe in ghosts, correct? 
You should have tried ayahuasca. You would have seen some shit. Oh, yeah. my God. I want oh. it so bad. You would have seen some shit, bro. You would have seen some shit. Yeah, but... Oh. Well, sh- well, sure. You would have seen like little orange people or something. But no, little that's... little grays with hats on. That's what a lot of people see. Little gray dudes with hats on. I don't know about the hats, but little gray guys. <laughs> I just think this is one of the most difficult subjects to get involved with, uh, and and try to stay either neutral or to try to stay on the up and up on what's legitimate and not. And one of the guys I think who does it quite well. I read his blog, and now I want to segue. Um, into some of the the folks I wanted to ask you about, Rich, get your opinion on some of these guys, because I was starting to ask you about who does it right. Um, and one of the guys, he's pretty dry, but I really do like him. And I, I'm looking for his link right now, but it's uh, Kevin Randall, and he does a, a an interesting blog that I find. Uh, he's a, an incredibly straight shooter. Are you familiar with him at all? Yeah, he's been around forever. Yeah, Kevin Randall. I think he's ex-Air Force. Yeah. Uh, he actually, when the Roswell slides came about, mm. he sort of distanced himself from it right away um, when Don Schmidt and, 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 and Kerry were supporting that and they were running with that with your with your buddy uh, Jaime. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he does. You do the best Jaime Musan. Jaime. You do the, you got it just. Perfect, you know. Uh, I, mean, I haven't done it in a long time. I know. So well, I you're gonna know. Have, you you might have to bring it out, you know, because <laughs> he, he may. Well, he said he was gonna show up, or er, you know, earlier tonight, but he hasn't shown up. Is he here? No, he's not here yeah. yet. But he'll be here. I will say that you were one of the first people getting going back to a guy like Jaime Musan that really took issue with him when even as at his height when he was pretty popular. Mm. Because of a personal experience. Yeah, tell us about it. Well, it's um, – I was invited to his his Hispanic version of his conference. That, uh, he comes out with videos every year. Um, I don't know what he calls it. Uh, what's Spanish for UFOs? Uh, OVNI. 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 OVNI, yeah. So he does that uh, two-and-a-half, three-hour thing where he has all his balloon videos and everything. And aliens, and um, he asked me and another guy, and this other guy Michael, who I'm no longer friends with, to go and be a part of his um, his little thing there. So we went out to Arizona West, uh, ASU West. It was at their conference center, and but the night before the show, he wanted us to come up to his hotel room, two, three, and. Um, show us the videos, show him the videos that we had. So we were showing him the videos, and my friend Michael at the time had a incredibly looking video, but it was a black glad bag, you know, the big garbage bags, that sure. was halfway filled up, caught in a dust devil, and he videotaped it, and it reflected the sunlight in such a way that if I didn't know any better, I'd say that's one of the coolest UFOs I've ever seen until the, the bag landed on the ground and he showed me the end of the video. See, that's what people do. They only show you the part you can't see and you know, da, da, da. So right. he goes, I'm going to show Jaime this video. Why? I go, don't do that. He'll, he'll kick us out of here. And he goes, he goes oh, I'll, I won't show him the ending. I'll show it. I want to be in this. He, he, he wasn't going to be in the, the documentary or whatever he's doing. So he goes, I want to show him the video. And I go, okay. So he shows Jaime the video. Jaime, oh, I hear him yelling, 
Whose video is this? Jaime? He's here. Whose video is this? He says. And Mike goes, it's mine. He goes, this is the best video I've seen in a long time. Best. Bar none. Best video. That's how he sounds. Bar none. Bar none. Best video ever. My friend, come here. I want to talk to you. So they're talking. And Mike goes, he he comes back. He's smiling. He goes, he's going to put my video in, bro. And I'm like, dude, you can't. I mean, he goes, so what? Everybody else is just freaking balloons. And I'm like, true. <laughs> you got a point there. So so he uh, got his video. Oh, no. And Jaime Mosan did no research of mine, did no research on his, obviously, did no research of this other guy who was with us, and just put our videos into his montage with all these other supposedly real videos of UFOs and said, these are real UFOs from Phoenix, Arizona. And people were applauding when they saw my humanoid video. They were standing up when they saw his video. They were like going crazy. It was unbelievable when they saw these videos, how the Mexican heritage just falls in love with this stuff. And Jaime did no research, but yet called it real because he was getting paid $30 a person uh, to yeah. have this. So it was more of a uh, sideshow kind of thing, right? Yeah. It was crazy. The the people he has working for him are his nephews and uh, you know cousins, whatever. And uh, behind the scenes, it's like watching Keystone Capers. They're running around, bumping into each other, dropping videos. They're like, "Where's the video on this? I don't know. I thought you had any. You son of a bitch, get that in there." I mean, Jaime swearing is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And then he comes out on stage, all calm, cool, and collected, and does his thing. And I figured out how much money he was making. He was making about nine grand after he paid out for the room and split up his money, I'm sure, with everybody. But he was at $30 a head at 600 people. Nine grand to go a long ways in Mexico. Nine grand. That's a lot of tequila. That's a lot of tequila. (laughs) That's just one show. That's just one show. And uh, (laughs) Did you ever talk to Jaime over the years? I mean, does he – yeah, because he he must have heard your impression of him over the he, years. Yeah, I think he has. He must have. He had to have. Um, sometimes where you are in Jaime character for 20, 30 minutes, you know what I mean? I mean, sometimes you sort of just become Jaime for a long time. Yeah, those were the days. Yeah, he'll be back. He'll, he'll be on the show again. I'm sure of it. Um, well, well, tell us about the show a little bit. So you're coming to this network, correct? Yeah, you asked me about the before we went on the last break about the format of the show. What's it going to be yeah. like? And yeah, I'm coming over to PSN Radio, so I'll be here Sunday nights. We're planning on it. Uh, what is it, Angel? Uh, Ten to midnight. Ten to midnight. You got Eastern time. Like Eastern time. Yeah, so seven o'clock now in Arizona time or Pacific. Yeah, the show. Yeah, is really going to be exactly the way it was meant to be when it was on in its heyday on Blog Talk Radio. I'm still going to be doing the same stuff. I, I will get more guests than I ever had before, though. So I'm going to have probably a guest every other week. And it's just a two-hour show. I can do that standing on my head. So I figure two hours and just going hardcore and doing what I do, it'll be easy and it'll be fun and it'll be just like old times. I can't wait, actually. I've been itching that, to get back since the beginning of the year. Good. Yeah, and this that's starting this Sunday? Sunday coming up, yeah. What is it, oh. 23rd? 24th? Something like that, yeah. You got to Yeah. Okay. 24th, yeah. Yep. 24th. That is going to be fun to listen to on Sunday. Yeah, Jeff Willis, um, a local Skywatcher who's been 
into this for over 30 years will be on my show. Jeff and I originally started out together doing the AZ Skywatchers podcast. So he'll be on the show. Huh? And he's, what? AZ Skywatchers. I was telling you guys earlier, that's the inspiration for Skywatchers Radio right there. The name. Oh, I didn't know that. I told you that. Remember when you did the uh, the episode with us a couple years back when we had you on Skywatchers? I, I told you live on air that you inspired the name Skywatchers Radio with your oh. show, AZ Skywatchers. Oh, I, I, I didn't know it was that show. I thought it was just generalizing, you know. Well, um, I mean. Tell was... us a, tell, tell us a bit about your listenership. What kind of person listens to the AZ UFO show, and why should they listen Sunday night? Look in the mirror. You listen to it. Um, Angel listened to it. I like it. I've always yeah. well, and there's a reason people may like it. I personally think the show is not that good. Honestly, <laughs> I think it could be way better. I'm not kidding. There was a time when I had a guest or a, a co-host, Brian, and the show was really. I remember good. Brian. Yeah, <laughs> and we were on the. We did it for almost two years, and it was good. We had so many people calling in, listening in, uh, arguing with. It was so much fun. And um, you know things just fell apart. Um, but the I person, remember you were you were you. I think you were trying to get on XM at one point. Yeah, um, I had sent them uh, the sh- clips of the show, and somebody got back to me and said, "We're interested in talking with you about your show to be on Sirius. It was Sirius Satellite." Yeah, and um, and they never got back to me. <laughs> yeah, because that that would have been a, a really good home for you. Oh, I just man. think you, you needed the outreach. That's where the internet minutia is difficult sometimes, which is uh, which is tricky when you want to just throw stuff up on iTunes or whatnot. And there's a there's a lot of crap, but there are some good people too. It's hard to but market I, yourself. I know, and I never marketed myself. I just no. sent links out on Twitter and Facebook or whatever MySpace back then. But uh, you know, the the people who listen to the show who stay listeners are the people who. I think are smarter than the average person. If and that, and I try to talk about a lot of people and specifically name the people who are hoaxing because I want them to listen in and I want them to hear their name being said. So I'll email them and I'm saying I'm talking about you tonight on my show. If you want to defend yourself, I suggest you be here. And yeah, you, know, they you do. They you call listen. people out. You call people. In fact, it was you and uh, another guy who did the um, Royce Myers. Remember, he did the UFO watchdog. Oh yeah. Watchdog, yeah. He would, you know, do these exposés. This was in print audience members. But I bet you if you look for it, it's still up there where we'd have these crazy uh, exposés on guys like uh, my buddy uh, Sean David Morton, who I, uh, I'm i probably the last person left in radio that really likes. Yeah, he's not very popular I know. Michael yeah. Horn. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, Michael I Horn, get yeah. it. But <laughs> I like some of these people as people. Uh, outside, like Michael Horn as a person, though. Perhaps. That guy is a joke, man. Michael Horn, really? I tell you, the the strangest event in ufology for me had to be going to his premiere of his film, The Silent Revolution of Truth in oh my God. City, California. You went yes. to that thing? Not only did I go, but I left early because <laughs> some of the Figu members uh, were um, getting my... It wasn't my date. He was my friend. Uh, I took my friend Scotty Barclow down to see this thing with me. And he had no background in the subject. So you could imagine how strange an event it could be uh, for someone like that. And they, the film 
busts in the middle. It breaks the projector or something. So they're in the back trying to fix it. (laughs) And Michael is doing damage control. And he's opening up the floor to questions about Meyer. And I had asked some questions and such. And I was trying to be skeptical, but a healthy skeptic, you know. And, man, just the vibe in the room was kind of um, not very happy with the questions. So I think my friend got a little tweaked out and we ended up splitting but yeah i like michael i i I enjoy talking to him and i enjoy hearing his stories um it's hard to say that's i think where rich and i sort of split uh, the fork in the road there where he goes right and i go left on you know there are people that have experiences that they cannot provide proof for there are people that come out of a government facility where yes it's compartmentalized and they are not allowed to bring the stuff home with them. Right. Uh, but Jesse, let me let me let me just interject there. Of course. And the reason why I get mad when people believe these stories it, well, I, I don't blame you. I mean, I know it's nice and, and it has a nice ring of truth to it, but there's one thing that I'm really, really good at and a self taught lie detector. And I can listen to somebody's voice or watch them and see those um, those changes in their expressions, their little uh, micro expressions. Yep. That I know they're lying, mm-hmm. and and it's the same pattern over and over. It's just in human nature to do these things, and we can't help it, you know. So, you know, yeah, I understand. You know, maybe he's got great stories, or this person came out of the military, retired on his deathbed, wants to talk about it. Right, that's hard to detect. Some of those people, I really do believe. I mean, they have nothing to lose; they're going to die in a week. So, yeah. coming out and saying that that's believable to me, but. You know, without evidence, it's hard to just jump in 100%. And there's very few people I believe out there that will say something, and I believe them. It see somewhere along the line they got skewed into telling the truth and then embellishing it for more shows to be on. You know, and and to your to your credit, I mean, people are not pushed very hard on a lot of these programs. No, uh, not my, even. Mine being one of them when I was in my heyday. Um, of being one of the the top uh, shows in that genre for a little while. Um, I did not press people as hard as someone like yourself would, nor would an Art Bell or a George Norrie or any of the other um, kind of mainstream guys. In fact, what do you think of those guys? What was your thought when Art Bell came back to the airways, or were you still sort of checked out from the whole scene? Um, you know, it's weird because um, when Art Bell was gone, I listened to every, probably every replay of a show that I could find. And I'd listened to it for probably almost a whole year, even listening to some of them twice because I liked them. Um, but I come to realize that Art Bell really, I, I mean, he cares, but he only cares about him. That's what I hear when, I mean, he's just, he doesn't hit those really tough hitting questions. He doesn't really ask those hard questions. He does. Once in a while, when he feels he has someone on the ropes, but he won't come out swinging. He feels it out first, and then he'll swing. So I don't really find that to be really brave or anything or innovative. But I kind of liked Art Bell, but when he left and then came back, I didn't listen to one show. Not a one. Really? Just out of curiosity? You didn't want to Didn't even care. No, I didn't care. Nope. Well, I mean, a lot of people did. Did you follow any of the drama that went down or no? No, I know nothing. All I know is that we're friends on Facebook like millions of other people, and I know he's just sick or was sick. That's all I know. I know when his birthday was and that he got sick recently. I know nothing else. You have missed a lot of gossip, my friend. I'm sure. That's what I've heard. 
a lot of drama, a lot of hurt feelings. Oh, wow. A lot, yeah, a lot of hurt feelings. I mean, we're talking about thousands of people that were uh, waiting for this man to come back to the airways. And not only were they absolutely disappointed, I think, with the, some of the quality, because you're talking about coming back and doing the AZ UFO show, and you're saying, hey, you know, uh, it's pretty much going to be the same format, right? And I think Art did the same thing. In fact, he said, I'm going to try to capture this magic again. So I'm going to play Duran Duran and Fleetwood Mac and whatever else he plays, Jim Croce tunes and stuff, and uh, Knights in White Satin and things like that. And I'm going to get all that stuff back to set the mood. Dancing Queen. Dan- right. Asia. Abba. I hate Abba. that song. Abba, Abba oh. not Asia. And, um, Dancing Queen. Asia oh did uh, – what did Asia do, Rich? What was the song? The Heat of the Moment. Oh, in the heat. Yeah, that's right. Heat of, of the, the Moment. moment. That's right. And he had Crystal Gale. Don't it make my brother. Right. And he had this weird infatuation with Crystal Gale that everybody Well, she made the song Midnight in the Desert for him. Oh, that's right. Well, not only that, but how much fucking nerve do you have to have Crystal Gale on as your guest for like the entire show, your first show back? I remember that because I tuned in and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So, what was this drama that people were so unhappy with? Oh, it's so hard to rehash and sort of catch up the speed. I think Angel would be much more uh, uh, the point well, or something like th- that. It, it really is hard to say because there's a Go couple off. of theories. Uh, he went off the air claiming that he was being stalked by somebody, that there were shots People fired. Shot. His, yep. they, shot they, they took shots supposedly in his we compound. We didn't hear about this, Rich? No. Now, here's the thing. Well, here's I, the thing. Like a lot, I said, there's a lot of speculation myself. on it. There's mm-hmm. a lot of speculation on what really happened. Uh, but right after that happened and he went off the air and Heather Wade took over, which she's on live, um, he has gone downhill with his health. So there's a lot of theories that it really was a health issue that got him to leave the airways and it wasn't any of that drama that was kind of made up uh, to give an excuse of why he's leaving the airways. That's a theory. Whether it's fact or not, Because when he know. said that, he went on the radio the next night or whatever, yeah. did the show mm-hmm. pretty much. Oh, was on the whole entire show with, with yeah, her, yeah, yeah. to to help her out to hold her hand when 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 she was doing just fine. Not only that, look if somebody is shooting up your compound and, and you're terrified and your little girl, which was has a daughter, apparently is, on the ground. He said, right, she 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 was on the ground under her bed, scared for her oh, life. Hey. If that's the case, here's the thing: if that's the case, then why do you make a video and you put it on YouTube and Facebook where you're flying a drone that has a camera that looks at your entire compound and you're flying it around on video like everything's good? Why do you open a YouTube channel for your daughter to put her videos on there? Why do you do that if you're trying to shelter your daughter from that kind of like, I didn't know that. craziness? Yeah, he did that. So that's why I'm like, Art, really, you know, it's very no contradicting behavior. No report filed and no report filed of anything right. or anything. So, so it's fake. It's a fake story. That's yeah, exactly what it was. It was a I very think, so. strange event for sure. It was one of those things where you were like, is this really happening? Um, and it was. And it did. And it pretty much torched the whole thing. So... He had a bunch of people come come back and get excited about rekindling that that old time when you were you know those memories of driving down the highway trying to get a station where you can get art you know right and being stoked that you got it for a few minutes and listening to John Lear while you're driving in the middle of the night down yep. to Barstow or wherever the hell you're going or Red doesn't Rock, right? uh, doesn't Jimmy Church fill in for that show now too or no that cocksucker he does, I mean that, that guy he does it on once in a while. Yeah, I thought I saw him advertising. I'm not a fan. Doing it. Not a fan. Oh God, I hate. Apparently not. 
choir boy. I, What's wrong I with Jimmy Church? Everything. He's an asshole. He's an asshole. Completely. Really? I know He's that for a fact. I've, Wait a minute. Who was the I know guy this for a fact. that you hooked up with for about five minutes, Angel, that was a really crazy guy? Him. That was the guy? Jimmy Church, yeah. He was on Dark Matter uh, with us, and uh, we, we had a little interaction back and forth for a while. We were talking about doing some stuff, and then he went off the deep end. And then I realized this guy's just an asshole. Wow! Like he used, look, he used the network. He used art. He used, he lied about everything. He said he was holding the seat warm for art till he returned. Right. He wasn't even, he wasn't even on the same time as art when he came back. <laughs> Completely lied about everything. He said he was buddy buddies with art. That you talked to him all the time. Art never even had a conversation with the guy. Keith did all the talking. So the guy was completely full of it. And honestly, I, from my personal interaction with the guy, I could honestly say he's an asshole. Wow! Complete jerk. <laughs> and I will say it to his face, and I have. Well, my show, my here. show came on after his. Yeah, yeah, you were. Yeah, so I had better. a good lead in. The you only other, the only other uh, terrestrial guy that I'm still friends with, but I haven't spoken to him in a good couple of years now, is uh, Clyde, because yeah, he's right in my backyard. He was one of the first guys that I became friends with, uh, Clyde Lewis, and uh, really nice guy. I think the the biggest challenge for these guys on on terrestrial, because I tried it, um, was that. It's hard to even have a conversation like we're doing right now because there's so many commercials. And yeah. I know that even Art had a big problem with that during his career um, where he was, you know, obviously you want to have a job and you want to be able to pay the rent. But he couldn't get a word in edgewise without, you know, CC radio coming in and about 100 other behind it. So, you know, that that's a big problem. To make that jump, you're really kind of saying, okay, everything's going to be somewhat mediocre. And I think Clyde's very good at still making a compelling show, even with all those breaks. Although, I have to admit, one of the reasons I like Rich's show is because it's pretty fast-paced, and I have a very short attention span, and uh, I hate commercials. So, it's one of the reasons I'd be open to paying for certain podcasts, I think, without the commercials and such. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with the time we have left, what do we want to talk about, guys? I do want to hit you with some researchers and see uh, who was doing it right and who was doing it wrong. But it seems like you've been out of the loop for so long now, Rich. Well, t- tell us this. I mean, uh, with a show like yours, I always wondered, uh, tell us about some of the hate mail that you get. No. <laughs> Very simple answer. No. <laughs> You know, it was really – well, <laughs> I not only had hate mail, but I've had people follow me, try to find out where I live, um, all sorts that. of things. Huh? We want to hear about that, please. Well, I have a video out there. It's called uh, Spy Guy when I was getting into it and had the website was starting to take off. And you guys can see it on YouTube. It's called the Spy Guy video where I was actually being followed one day while I was sky watching. And um, this guy – um, I'm videotaping something that I think is a UFO, could have been, and I'm on the phone with my friend Mike at the time, and I look over to my left just out of curiosity uh, just to see who was – I was in downtown Phoenix on a side road on a Sunday or Saturday. There's no traffic in downtown Phoenix, so I would go on top of the buildings, on top of um, you know garages, you know those big stacked ones, and, and get on the roofs of these uh, things and – and Skywatch and videotape the whole valley. Well, I'm on the bottom level of a of one of these places, um, and I look over to my left and I see a guy 
video aiming his camera at me. He's about a couple hundred yards away, and he was wearing jeans, had long hair, looked like he was wearing a um, a funny nose eyeglass uh, thing. Um, when you look at the scientologist, maybe. And I go to my maybe, I go to my friend Mike. I go, "There's somebody taping me." He goes, "Videotape them." I'm like, "Oh yeah!" So I turned my camera on him. As soon as I turned my camera on and zoomed in, he realized I was zooming in on him. And he pushes his the camera down in the tripod, folds it up as he's walking away, and turns his head to the left so I couldn't see him. And a security guard just happened to be sitting there who was watching the garage. And I got in my car about a minute later. I felt like seconds, but it was a minute later. I drive down to see if I could chase this guy, and I see the security guard there, and I go, was there a guy just sitting there videotaping? He goes, yeah, he was videotaping the, the trees over there. And I'm like, no, he was videotaping me. I go, which way did he go? And he goes, he took off like a bat out of hell down that road. And I go, what color car? What, where did he go? He goes, it was a red car. It was old model, but he's long gone by now. And I had that guy. I wasn't taping him face-to-face, but I had the camera aimed at his feet while I was talking to him while I was running. Um, and then I replayed that video and then posted it on the internet that day on YouTube. And it's, it's just the strangest video of all. I mean, so, so two days later, it was? well, two days later, okay. my neighbor, I don't know who the hell it was. I thought it was Jeff Willis at the time, the sky watcher who's going to be on my show. Cause I've only seen pictures of Jeff at the time. And it you just, know, I had long hair. Say, every time you say Jeff Willis, I always think of the guy from night ranger. So that's the guitar. You lo- you like eighties metal like I do. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, Oh Night Ranger. <laughs> you remember Night Ranger? Of like, course. Don't tell the- me you love me. Yes, that was their big yeah, song. Yeah. Jeff Willis was the guitarist, I believe. Oh how funny. That's he all I think like of him, every I time you say it. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so, keep going. Oh, that's funny. I didn't realize that. Well, anyway, uh so two days later, I'm videotaping and uh I come home from my whatever it was like a monday afternoon and um i am in the backyard where i did all most of my sky watching and i see a screwdriver sticking out of the wall of my office and i'm like what the fuck so i go over there and it's not actually in the wall it was a screwdriver stuck into the windowsill somebody trying to pry open the screen it looked like trying to get in there so my neighbor who's an ex-cop this old guy, retired guy, about 65 years old, he goes, hey, Richard, you know, Hispanic guy. They all sound like Jaime. He goes, there was a – Very true. Very he true. goes, I wanted to tell you about this. Uh, I, I saw these two guys. I, I was going to come over, but I haven't seen you in a few days. And I go, what, what, what are you talking about? He goes, well, two guys were here in your backyard, and uh, I saw them fidgeting with the window whatnot, and uh, – and that's why that's there. I figured I'd leave it there. And I go, did you call the cops? He goes, well, I didn't know if you knew them. So I didn't want to call the cops on your friends. And I go, well, I appreciate that. What'd they look like? He goes, they they had on uh, like really nice suits, man. Like these guys were made for money or something. And he's like, they were blue suits. They were nice. And, uh, you know, one guy, he said, had a like a, like a sky cap is what he called it, like a sky cap. I'm like, a sky cap? What? He goes, you know, one of those old sky caps people used to have in the 30s? I'm like, yeah. He goes, that. And he, he goes, that really made me think, well, this can't be one of Rich's friends. So I waited and waited. I, I saw your wife, but she was on the phone. And uh, he goes, yeah, I saw them fidgeting at the window. And I go, and you scared them off? Or what happened? He goes, he goes, oh, they must have heard me. And I, I saw them hustle out the other side. And I said, wow, no shit. So I called the cops. 
And they came out and fingerprinted everything. You know, nothing was missing, of course. Nothing happened. They never got in. But stuff like that, um, me and my wife would see people in the backyard wake up to flashlights in our backyard, you know, and just strange stuff in the beginning. So we were kind of scared. That's one of the reasons why we moved 50 miles away from here. Um, so it was very 50 strange. 50 miles away from, from, from where, where I from where I used to live when that happened. I moved to the other side of the valley from Phoenix to, to uh, Chandler about 45 uh, miles away. So we bought a house out there like real quick within a year and moved. You, is that what you're talking about on your Twitter with uh with the men in black you you, you kind of allude to some uh, some issues or some sort of stalking. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, that was a joke. Um that was <laughs> Yeah, that was just to get um I think I said oh the show's coming back and I'm something with the men in black. I'll tell you about it or something like that. It was just a joke to get people think, "Oh, where have I been? Was it the Men in Black? Yeah, that's what it was. Something like that, I think. Um, that was just a joke. And uh, just to get people thinking, you know, what is he talking about? Men in Black? What happened? Did he really? So that was just a joke. What about uh, when when Rich G is not doing uh, sky watching or finding out the newest uh, fraud and uh, outing him to the world? Uh, what is Rich G doing besides walking the dog? Um, well, you know, I've had some health issues recently, but normally I would be working out or, uh, yeah, working out and making food. For, I mean, I, I was working 13 hours a day just up till two weeks ago. So I'm not doing that anymore. But, yeah. uh, so, you know, I'll get, I've been doing a little bit of sky watching. I bought several new cameras. I've bought, um, I want to get into ghost hunting, um, more. I bought, so many things, uh, a REM pod, I mean, you name it. To, to, I have one on order now. I just ordered some night vision uh, infrared goggles, which are ridiculously expensive. Oh, my God. $3,000 for $3,000? Yeah, that's if you want a decent one, but I didn't spend that much. But, yeah, three to $10,000 for these things. Okay, well, you're a good person to ask this. What about that uh, that little – app that tony sanchez made recently it's like a uh it's one of these sort of ghost talk boxes oh the the ovilus where it, it, the words are in a the the spirits can form words and they show up on the the phone on the band on the on the radio band right that oh like that's a, a spirit box yeah it picks out what it does it, it um, runs through frequencies you can pick am or fm and if a spirit is known to say something, maybe more than one word, if it shows up over three or four different channels, then that's a legitimate um, signal from a spirit. If it came in on only one channel, then we know that it wasn't. You know, But that's also bullshit I found out doing this because sometimes it takes three or four clicks to get on a right channel on a radio station. You ever notice that you're on 101.2? And then as you hit 101.3, it gets clear. 101.4, it's clear. And then 101.5, well, that's what's going on. It's not real. I think what we really are hearing is just radio station broadcast, and we're just picking off a word at a time or a few words at a time, and people are trying to translate it into ghost talk. If you ever watch Ghost Adventures, sure. Zach Bagans, I mean, I like the show. I like it for its entertainment value, but... I mean, they're having full-blown uh, narratives with these spirits. Who is it that's coming here? 
it's John, look out. I'm like, give me a freaking break. It's somebody with a freaking you know, walkie-talkie in the next room. I don't know. But um, well, but you believe in ghosts, you, you said, correct? I do, yeah. I've had okay. some strange things actually happen to me, and recently yeah. too. Do you enjoy um, investigating ghosts more than uh, saucers and uh, yeah. ufology type stuff? Way more, way, way more. Not even Why is that? Why is that? It's just the it, it, with when you're watching or looking out for UFOs, there's no sense of being scared. There's no sense of a dead person possibly talking to you. It's something you know that's out there that most likely won't happen. But with spirits, there are energies out there that can form. I don't know how it's done. I don't know why it's done. People have videotaped legitimate things. I have. And um, I think it's the sense of the unknown and being scared at the same time that something can scratch you, something can push you, things can happen to you. And I like that element of it. Plus, you know, sometimes you may be able to um, figure out who it is that's haunting this home or whatever, the space. So, yeah, I don't know. That what, I what about the, the Gilliland Ranch? Have you been out there at all? Have you ever taken a little trek up there? God, do I hate that guy, and I hate that freaking ranch. <laughs> I have a story about that that I can't really talk about on air because it's very graphic. Wait a and minute. I'll tell you guys off air because it really oh, is. It really graphic. is. It's one of these that things you just so, can't. And it, you really, I mean, yeah, it's really messed up, but it deals with, with uh, the Jillian Ranch, and it deals yeah. with uh, Stephen Greer. Yeah. Oh, well, enough said. If you tell yeah. me, then I'll say it on the show. I heard it from somewhere else. <laughs> I will tell you later, and you can do whatever you want with it. Do with it, they wilt. But okay. seriously, I well, just figured... Someone like yourself, where you know you're avidly going out there and spending hours looking at the sky. Yeah, you're right. You're you're a doer, as we established, and it would seem that making a trek to a place where the guy claims, "Hey, we're seeing saucers every night," that might be worth, uh, you know, a, a, yeah. a little jaunt. No, now James James claims too that not only is he seeing the saucers, uh, that he mentally can go there but not only mentally uh can go in with the saucers he physically can go in with them too he says two different ways he was t- he was saying he's a big guy too so they right you know. that's a lot of energy <laughs> no um with that but, said i don't yeah. need to go out to a guy who is seeing satellites they're called iridium flare satellites. For those people who don't know what an iridium flare satellite is, Network, it's a satellite yeah. that has huge solar panels on it. And usually an hour and a half to two hours before sunset and an hour and a half to two hours before sunrise, you will see these things hit the curvature of the earth a certain way that they will, the sun will reflect these huge solar panels down to earth where you're at. And it looks like a UFO powering up, as he would say. So – I spent 11 months videotaping hundreds, and I counted over time, 1,500 of them, and mo- and all of them were Iridium Flare satellites. And I didn't know at the time till somebody told me in a very angry email, hey, idiot, you're videotaping Iridium Flare satellites. Here's how I know. And the guy proved it to me, and that day was the last day I taped them. And James Gilliland, is, all he knows is when they're going to show up because there's a – a site, J-Pass or Heavens Above, where you can go and see when they're going to show up. It tells you how long they're going to stay lit up, how bright they're going to get. It tells you where they're coming from, where they're going. And it's funny because all of the ones that he's seen 
They all go in a straight line. None of them stop and make a direct 90 degrees. I'm here in Oregon. I am right by him. And I can also say that Boeing uh, uh, plant and museum, factory, and all that is right there, right where James is at. So there's another one. Yeah, unbelievable. That's a good point, Chris. Yeah, because, you know, I've been invited a couple of times, and I thought it would be fun because he's right. It's really not very far from me. I would say what's – what do you think? It's from Portland, maybe a couple hours, Chris? Yeah, yeah. I think maybe I should bite the bullet for the team here and take a trake down there this summer. Well, he's and, not taking uh, any. The clo- Didn't he close the ranch? He closed the ranch? Yes. Wait a minute. Angel, help us here. You're on Early? the I, I have no idea about that. Maybe the uh, story know. that – maybe the story with uh, Dr. Greer uh, – leaked out and they have to close it. I don't know. Maybe. I heard just recently. Maybe, no maybe he just is sticking to just uh, giving, not doing any more tours and only growing marijuana full time. I would not blame him now. on that. No, no. that certainly sound that. like what he said he was doing last time. Even though we claimed yeah. it, it was it was not on the THC stuff, the high CC right, 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 stuff. Right. Yeah, right, uh, buddy. No, Rich, I'm looking at the website. They're having upcoming Skywatch and camping weekends. Um, July 14th through Sunday, July 17th, and then again on the 21st through the 24th for oh. James' birthday. Oh, because I um, about six, seven months ago, I saw that he closed it down, and uh, I'm like, good, maybe finally. He was, maybe he's reseeding or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he was setting up the light show. Oh, perhaps. Yeah, but, I mean, there has been yep. You know, do we have any callers tonight? I didn't even notice. I I think we had one, but I never got to him, so apologies to him. That's how professional we are here. Yeah, that's what we do here. Hey, we're winding down. Uh, Rich, um, as a parting thought, um, first of all, I'm glad you came on. I hope you had fun. Thank you. I I did. It went by so fast, I'm actually pissed. Well, don't be pissed. No, I'm pissed again because this is what you do. You lead me on, and you make me feel good, and then all of a sudden you pull the, the rug out from under me, and now I'm sad I, again. See, <laughs> Screw I, you. Screw you. <laughs> I don't ever want to talk to you again. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. Thank you. you know I, I, it was awesome. It was. You know, I, like I said, the, the one thing that I did, I did really want you to know was that I do enjoy this program. I always have. And, um, and I'm really looking forward to listening to it. In fact – I was hoping that the show was going to go so well because I was going to say, oh, yeah, you know, be great if uh, Rich could get involved somehow. And, and Angel was already all over that. So um, I was like, I beat was, you to it, bro. That was a very nice it. surprise. So um, if, for everyone who's listening, Sunday, this Sunday night, instead of Game of Thrones, which is over, um, although I'm now I'm, uh, addicted to this new show on Ozzy Osbourne is coming out and Jack Osbourne. Uh, The new show premieres on the History Channel Sunday night at 10 o'clock. Will be um, with Jack. We don't want to. We don't want to hear about that. Why are we promoting? Yeah, who cares about Ozzy Osbourne? Who cares about a guy who bites heads off bats? I'm going back into history and going. But nobody cares. We're promoting something on this network at 10 o'clock. So shush, shush, young man. Young man. Anyways. Sunday I'm night. six years older than you are, young man. Okay, I'm, shush, old man. Shush. I'm pretty excited about this new HBO show, uh, In the Line Of or something. It's about a, um, a Muslim kid who uh, has a crazy date with a girl. He wakes up after doing X with her or something, and she's slashed to death. And 
they follow the entire trial. It's very interesting if you like true crime. However, if you like UFOs, kids, kitties, and you want to get the real scoop, I suggest Sunday nights you tune in to the uh, TBD show with Rich Giordano. Um, uh, I hope it's going to be called the AZ UFO show. Or what was it? Uh, I hate ufology. I hate UFOs. I hate UFOs. I might want that T-shirt. I might pay for that T-shirt. <laughs> you should just have you know, a segment have on the show called that. Like, if, if you called it like the Rich Giordano show or the Easy UFO show, have a segment called I Hate UFOs and just rant away on that segment. <laughs> but the whole show huh? is about that. What about? <laughs> well, that's true too. Yeah. What about M- UFC, MMA? Rich, do you partake in any of that? Oh my God, angry? I love it. Yeah, I love it. I would like to watch that with you one day. Oh my God! Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, like I mean, a, the, like the 200. Friendly. Yeah, yeah, we should. Did you see the one that was just on? Yep. Yeah, so it was fun. It, it was actually a little disappointing, I thought. Yes. But, um, I saw last night, I watched the repeat of the Eddie Alvarez fight. <laughs> yeah, I, I taped it. I actually am going to watch it when we're done here. That's so funny you just said that. Yeah, that was 185, right, I think it was? Something like that, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Didn't they just sell like the USD for like $4 billion or something like that? Yeah, $4 billion. Like that, yeah. $4 billion. Oh, they did sell it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, then no, Joe Rogan's not going to be a that part of it. It was just like, what, two days, three days ago, Angel? No, no, like a week ago. They a week ago? It. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Because Joe Rogan said if they sold it, he wasn't going to be a part of it. Well, thank God huh. for that. Oh, I love Dana, Joe Rogan. Dana White is, and he signed a huge I, I like contract. It. He's still going to be the president and all that, but I don't know what Joe Rogan's deal is. You know, Joe was cool because Joe would do shows with uh, – did you ever catch Greer on his show? And he did oh, some yeah. uh, He did some really good shows on – he really got caught up in the moon for a long time, if you remember, right, Rich? Do you remember that with, at all? With the moon hoax? Yeah, Rogan was really into that for a while. He really thought there was something to that. Yeah, but now he says he just doesn't know. He's, he says he thinks they went there. What about this panel here real quick? Uh, let's go around the room. Rich, what's your take on the moon? Yeah, we went there. We went there. What's your take on John Lear with all his claims about the other side of the moon? There's, you know, Yeah, I believe there is. On. I believe it for sure. Yeah, because there's some of those recordings that were secretly uh, – you know, taped about them saying they are here, you know, that they saw them on the moon on their, their what did they say? They are here and they're watching us. One of yeah. the uh, astronauts. Yeah, said. they were in a crater or something. Watching yeah, them. yeah, on the top of one. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. believe it. I believe there's something there. I don't know what, but. Yep. I get upset when people are, like claim that, you know, we never went to the moon because I think clearly we went to the moon and we found stuff and maybe beings on the moon. They were told, hey, you can't really talk about this. I think they were warned maybe time not to go back as often or to like just keep quiet. So I do think a lot of the footage that was released by NASA was faked, but I do think we went to the moon. They just faked footage because they had to. Right. They couldn't show what was really there. You know, they had to airbrush stuff out. They had to do all these stuff because they, the cover-up was on. They had to do it. They had well, no I tend to believe that opinion. However, my problem with it ends up being uh, if we had gone other places since the 60s that had merit, if we had gone to Mars, if we had gone further, if we had gone back to the moon, for Christ's sake, then it would have had a lot more validity to it. You know, okay, we did. Yeah, but who, who's to say that we haven't gone to all these other places? If the, look, if the fix is in, and they don't want us to know what's out there, and they're, they're, we're being lied to, and if you believe that there's been recovered crafts that have been back engineered, then you know we've probably been all over our solar system. Well, then all over that's the cosmos. why I want you to be a little bit more open-minded to Project Pegasus and Andy B. 
No, no, I'm sorry. Andy B, no. No, it does not happen. Rich, do you have a take on Andy B before we leave? No. Andrew Bassagio? Does it ring a bell? Uh, He's a liar. No, I don't have a comment right now on that. No comment, no comment. And no comment on hate mail. Rich oh, Giordano. Hate mail. Oh, yes. that's right. Well, we got to go, don't we? <laughs> we got to go. We got we to gotta go. It was really fun. Shoot. I, I, I want to say thank you for coming on, and I will be listening Sunday night. And I'm sure there's a lot mm-hmm. of people, if we market it correctly, that just don't know that, you, uh, that you're coming back to PSN yet. So I urge all the bell gabbers, bell gabbers, that uh, have fun typing away to tune in Sunday night. And what time's the show on? Nine to midnight? Ten, Ten to midnight. Ten to midnight Eastern. 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 So it's on yes. seven o'clock Pacific. Correct. Right. Perfect, because that's when I do my 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 wash my dishes, so I can listen to it. Nice. Um, that's how exciting my life is. For everyone else listening <laughs> out there, Euphonaut, New Guard members, Ufology 2.0. How do we make Ufology relevant? That is your homework assignment for the week. How do we make this subject relevant, like it was in the fifties? How do we make it relevant where people aren't afraid to talk about it in a professional setting without people? laughing at them that is your homework assignment and next time we promise we will actually answer the phone if you call in thanks guys yeah my bad no problem for everyone else thank you so much euphonaut radio jesse randolph chris j brown say goodbye chris bye chris okay bye chris (laughs) angel of darkness and rich g from the az ufo show i can't believe you're on my show and I'm going to go home and listen to this. Uh, so awesome. As soon as we're done. That's how excited I am. And don't forget about me because Jaime is number one, man. Jaime. Numero uno. I, Jaime. Thank I, you for being up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Angel, take us out. Thank you. See you next week, everyone. Thanks, Jesse. <laughs>